From Vosvitek comes a weekly digital series that shares its insights, concepts, and findings from years of learning and mentorship. Welcome to Vosvitek Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. As you can probably already tell, my name is Phil Svitek, and it is my aim with this series to give you a roadmap in your creative endeavors to help make your life a little bit easier so you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did along the way. I'm excited to bring you today's guest, Rob Greenlee, who is the Vice President of Podcast Relations over at Boxnest. Him and I go a couple years back. In fact, I did his series called New Media Show back in 2014. You can always check out that episode. But anyway, Rob has been in the podcast space since the very beginnings, and the insight he has to offer is fantastic. Not only is his journey incredible, but what I love about the interview is that there's so much takeaway for whether you want to start a podcast or where you're looking to build the podcast. In essence, it's kind of like a state of the union for the podcast industry of 2019. So without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Rob Greenlee. Rob Greenlee, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to it's, join you. It's been a number of years since we last spoke on your new media show. Um, as kind of a jumping off point, I figured, you know, let me ask you, how's that show been going? And, uh, you know, um, I'll take it from there. Yeah, it's been going uh, fantastic. It's something that uh, Todd Cochran and I from the Geek News Central podcast and the Blueberry podcast. Uh, podcasting platform I've been doing for, I don't know, it's gosh, I, I think I even lost count, maybe like seven years or something like that. We do every, every Saturday. Uh, it's been, it's been a great success. It's actually grown to be a pretty large show. Uh, so we get thousands of people listening from the podcasting space and all we do is we pull up two, two webcams and our microphones and s- start talking about the past week in the podcasting space. So, Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, there's so many questions already right, right there, but let me, let me ask, let me just start. How did you get involved in podcasting? Cause you were there from a very early point before to me, it was really an industry. Right. Well, I actually, to be quite frank about it, I started out on the radio side. So I, I walked into a radio station up in the Seattle market and asked them if they were wanting to do a show about, um, the web and the internet and the technology that was growing back in 1999. That was in the middle of the dot-com era. And then uh, just started walking into a radio station doing a show. I had a, I had a couple of friends with me, and we would come in and just produce a fun uh, radio show. And wound up taking that out of the radio station after about a year and a half or so uh, and started to produce it in my bedroom so of my house. So I bought a whole studio set up and microphones and you know all all the typical stuff that are really common with podcasting today but back then back in uh, 2000 or so it was pretty expensive to pull a a home studio together so i think i spent like $20,000 or something like that pulling it together um and just wow. started producing episodes every every week and versus doing it live in the radio station i would just pre-produce and burn it to a cd and i would deliver the show to the radio stations Wow. And and so kind of and then simultaneously built the distribution online and making my it, you know my show available as an MP3 download. So I started doing that in about 2000 and then it just kind of grew from there. I just kept doing it, doing it and eventually I I I guess kind of just worked through all the issues and got a lot of distribution and got on the satellite radio network for a while and got on 15 broadcast stations um and just 
kind of started work in the industry helping other people do that mm-hmm. uh, is kind of how it evolved. And then so now I'm continuing that after 15 years of of working in the podcasting space. You know, I had a podcast that started in 2004 and uh, it continued to work, worked at small companies like Microsoft and helped them with their their podcasting platform in the early days. There's a lot of people that probably didn't know that Microsoft had a podcasting platform, but they did from about uh, 2007 through 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they killed it. Um, so unfortunately, that's a sad story, but that's that was the second largest podcast platform at the time th- through those years, um, you know, versus Apple. So mm-hmm. Apple was really dominant. Now we're kind of in this new era where all these huge companies, Spotify and now Pandora is coming into the space, so things have changed a lot. But that's kind of how I got involved in this, and mm-hmm. just as a content creator as well as helping other people um, know how to do this as well. And that's what built a career for myself. I've been working a full-time job in this industry for almost 15 years now. Okay. Very cool. So uh, th- there's so much there, but let's round up. Let's say 20 years since you've you've – first bought your setup and you said $20,000. So just kind of a real quick answer. What do you think that $20,000 setup would cost you today? Oh, I, I think you could do just about the same thing for maybe uh, a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's actually getting some pretty high end equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of give people a comparison. Um, right. But so, so you mentioned various platforms getting into the space and that was definitely going to be one of my questions, especially, you know, uh, you mentioned Spotify, Pandora. I would even kind of throw an iHeartRadio there now that they've right. had their podcast awards. Uh, what does that mean to you now that so many essentially large companies are getting into the space? Well, it just means that the industry is kind of maturing and it's growing up. I mean, a lot of these uh, or many of these companies, I'm not saying Spotify specifically or any of those, but a lot of big media companies have have kind of come and gone in the podcasting space over the years. So a lot of them jumped on the bandwagon very early on. And then there was a perception of a lull during the, the like 2008, 2009 timeframe. And a lot of them got out of it. And now everybody's coming back into it again. And now we're starting to see pretty much every major um, audio listening platform is now, uh, you know, embracing podcasting now as far as, uh, you know, taking on content and offering it now. And so it's a whole new era. And you're right. I mean, even radio has jumped on board big time with iHeartRadio getting involved in the medium. Um, They've been involved in the medium for many years now. Um, But it's, it's certainly something that they've really gotten serious about. And a lot, of, a lot of the other big radio networks have gotten serious about it, too, as well as we all know about what National Public Radio has done with podcasting. It's, it's been a big uh, part of what they've done for many years. But it's exciting to see the, the industry really grow up, and it's, it's really turning into an industry. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot more people now that are just kind of working kind of behind the scenes. They're not you know, behind the mic anymore. Which for many years, most of the people that were involved in the podcasting were ones that were doing like we're doing right now, actually had a microphone and they were doing shows and creating content. And, but now it's expanded. There's ad sales people, there's business development people, there's all sorts of jobs that are being created in this, this space. And it's becoming, it's getting close to a billion dollar ad sales market. So it's exciting. Absolutely. Well, I definitely want to talk about the ad sales side, but even kind of before then, how do you see the eco space um, 
as far as podcasts fit in and more specifically like kind of where I'm going with the question is you look at shows like Dirty John or Homecoming that started off as podcasts and now are on television right and and you know I, I often wonder is podcasting going to be an IP incubator for <laughs> some of these larger formats well I think that's certainly what uh, a certain segment of the industry um, is striving for, right? I mean, there, there, there's new companies forming that are doing that specifically as their business model is to come up with, uh, you know, take some of those scripts that don't get produced down there in Hollywood and um, give them a run through first as a podcast and see if they get traction. And then they might get, you know, picked up and produced as a TV show or a movie or something like that. And I think that there is a certain amount of content that will flow through that. And it's typically going to be fictional or reality based kind of, kind of stories, um, that will funnel through that. But that's certainly just a, a, a fairly small segment of the podcasting space. I mean, there's so much variety of content that's being produced, but certainly those shows are going to garner a lot of attention and a lot of a lot of media coverage, especially you know, as a as a resource to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So, from the creative perspective, what, what do you see that's perhaps missing in the podcast space, or or not as not as fully leveraged? Well, I think it is that fictional side. I mean, if you think about it, if you really back up and you look at the high level view of uh, where podcasting has spent most of its um, time as a medium, is more on the reality side. So you you have shows that really the only differentiation between shows is how long the stories are. So mm-hmm. when we talk about content in the podcasting space, we are primarily talking about a storytelling medium, and that's kind of what this is. And what we've seen is is the early days of this medium was more short-form uh, storytelling. And as we've kind of matured, we've matured into longer-form reality, and now we're evolving into fictional-based storytelling and that's kind of the full spectrum i mean once we get to that point then it's you know, topics and themes and and areas that you can go uh is pretty much un- unlimited uh once you've kind of explored the whole fictional side right you can make up whatever you want to do at that point <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and so then conversely let me ask you what what is missing from the business side i know like i mean years ago we've talked about metrics and it still right. seems like the hanging point overall it's just visibility into yeah. metrics. So how yeah, think, far have, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think that the metric side is definitely getting better and it's um, maturing the IEB version two uh, podcast guidelines specification uh, was set this past year in 2018. And now what we're seeing is more and more of the hosting platforms. And those are companies that uh, host podcasts and, make them available to all these listening platforms, basically adopt a common set of, of um, processes that are, are used in the back end to count downloads and plays, right? So we can have a common set of metrics across all these listening platforms or, and, as well as the delivery platform. So as you look at it from a business perspective, um, up to this point and up to this past year, um, there's been companies that have built their business models around metrics, right? Which how how large of a number do you have, or or how accurate a number that you have, and and there's been a lot of kind of um, people that have built companies based on that as a unique selling point. 
So now we're hopefully going to take that off the table once we get through all, all this certification process. So everybody's going to have the same metrics. So we can take that conversation off the table and start really focusing on driving um, value to the advertiser and then also think, and thinking and understanding the audience better and, and not necessarily from a granular level, but just really understanding how big the audiences really are. Um, it, from a reality standpoint, looking at how people use listening platforms, uh, what their behavior is of uh, clicking on links or taking phone calls and pausing episodes and being able to accurately track that in a standardized way. And so I think that it, this next year is going to be a big year for leveling the playing field on that. Mm-hmm. When you look at the past few years, it, it seems to me like the growth of podcasts is very exponential. Would you say, is that accurate? And if so, what are some of the big ch- milestone changes? I mean, I think that the perception is, is that it's, it's been growing um, in perception pretty fast over the last, probably the last three years. Um, but the reality is if you look at the actual Edison numbers or the growth rate of the medium itself, it's actually pretty, been pretty steady. I think the last two years, we're, we're growing at like 4 to 5% audience growth a year. Uh, prior to that, uh, we were like in the 2 to 4% every single year, right? So, so the big fluctuation has been in media coverage of the, of the medium, right? <laughs> I mean, how much content is getting attention and articles being written and, and people talking about it on television or on the radio? Um, those have that kind of attention has varied widely over the 15 years. Um, but the medium itself has been pretty steady. It's been steady in advertising growth. It's been steady in the, the amount of content that's coming into the space, though I would say the last two years we've seen kind of kind of a rapid expansion and growth of the content side of podcasting. So there's more and more shows now over the last two years than there's um, really – ever been. I mean, if you look at the overall numbers, I, I think just in the last two years, we basically doubled the size of the catalog in the Apple podcast platform just in that short time. So there's, it, it's just growing a lot faster, but the actual audience growth is, is growing a little bit too slowly. I think there's a lot of people in the medium that, that would like to see the audience side grow a lot faster. Do you have any theories on how that might happen? That growth? Yeah, I think that there there are. I mean, I mean, you look at some of the um, new platforms that are coming into podcasting, supporting podcasting like Spotify and and um, now Pandora's knocking on the door, and and you look at uh, Google. Uh, Google has a a really an opportunity to grow audience for podcasting because uh, their Android devices don't index very highly uh, towards um, podcast listening as opposed to or versus Apple devices, which index very highly. So more people are listening to podcasts on Apple devices than they are on Android devices. And I would say that one of the big reasons for that is is a first-party solution that um, people have uh, gravitated towards and, and used on Apple devices uh, versus Android. It's really kind of a new game for, for Google to get in and do it right and, and, and really offer a an app that people will use on their Android devices. So I think that's really where the growth is going to be. And I think as the content quality um, gets better, I I think we'll also see growth, but growth is really uh, driven by word of mouth 
um, sharing. So um, good content drives word of mouth sharing. So, um, so hopefully that's what will propel us forward. Let me ask you this, uh, you know, uh, when we've been talking about these big companies, do you, th- mm-hmm. sometimes part of me wonders if there's like, I don't want to call them the average Joe, but just for lack of a better term. So the average Joe wants to start a podcast and let's say, you know, he's got right. Tom dedicated and he can have good production quality and all that stuff. Um, does he stand a chance in your eyes against some of the bigger celebrities that are getting into this space and the, the companies that are pouring, let's say, marketing dollars into it as opposed to just production value alone? Yeah, I think it's a it's definitely a, a struggle as as we saw with social media and and with blogging that the more um, content that's out there the 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 hard the harder it is to be uh, found or to be be discovered or to grow audiences in large numbers. So I think that there is a little bit of a a struggle um, as the industry matures and gets bigger. And for smaller players to find audiences, and, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of creativity comes into play. I mean, one thing the podcasting space has always had is a lot of um, uh, testing and trial and 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 experimenting with new ideas and new concepts and new ways of of reaching audiences and engaging with audiences, and and that's something that will continue and. People just need to be focused on how they can do something different or do something unique to stand out. But but the fundamentals still apply. Um, you know, content marketing is content marketing, whether it's a podcast or uh, written or video. I mean, there are core principles that you need to to follow to get attention. And and as those uh, platform opportunities, wh- whether it be like you know like audio on um, new platforms that are coming out. Or ones that have huge audiences right now, you know, like like we're seeing expansion of live on Facebook and Twitter and and all of these um, these really really big platforms. But there's new platforms popping up too that maybe opportunities for podcasters to reach um, maybe new or younger audiences that um, are are looking for content that you're you're producing that will be you know cutting edge and lo- looking for an audience. And and so I think that there's ways and I. I think we're also seeing younger people get into this medium too, um, more and more. I just uh, did PodCon up here in Seattle, which is a podcasting conference um, that really caters toward fictional podcasting. And a lot of young people are pretty excited about podcasting uh, these days. It hasn't always been that way. We, I mean, for many years, the the demographics of podcasting um, trended to be a little older, like in their in the late twenties to thirties and forties. Now we're seeing uh, er, early twenties uh, people get, get really excited about podcasting and creating, you know, fun and creative content. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me ask you this. What do you think about, cause from my, my point of view, I think one of the things that does excite me is if you're a new creator, you don't necessarily need that large audience. Um, I think there's ways to, Right. Uh, going off of Kevin Kelly's 1,000 True Fan Theory, I'm not sure if you're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to me, that's what excites me is that you don't have to go after a 2 million person audience. You can have an audience of 1,000 right. people, 2,000, whatever, and survive. Right. And that certainly is true. I I think success um, doesn't have to be at the million scale. It can be at much lower levels. 
And like, like you say, it's all about your goals. It's all about who you're trying to reach. I mean, if you start getting involved in niche content, um, you're not going to reach those 10,000 people. Typically you're going to reach, you know, a core fan group of, you know, like maybe a few hundred or three or 400. Um, and that's, that's okay. It just depends on what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish with the show. Uh, it's all about building, um, passionate communities, not necessarily huge communities, uh, because there's a lot of things that you can do with a passionate community that may not be able to be done with a large community. So, um, so I think it depends on what you're trying to do and what your goals are. But yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, hundred um, percent that you don't have to build an audience that's huge in order to feel like you're successful. So let me ask this, uh, with, with your guys' show, uh, the new media show, which again, I had a chance to guest on, mm -hmm. uh, years ago at this point, but, uh, you know, what's your guys' goals there? Um, besides, I mean, is it, is it part like educational just for you guys to get together a week and, right. and just talk about things? Um, and if there's an ad benefit, then great, but. Yeah. Tell me, tell me more. Yeah, I think it is, um, for us, it's really a, a way for us to just talk about the issues of the week. I mean, there's no prep that goes into that show. Uh, so we come at it like, you know, like we're two guys that meet at Starbucks and on Saturday mornings and just talk about the, the, the medium and the industry. Now, sure. We have guests on sometimes like we had the, the, program manager for, for Google on, and, and we had yourself on too, uh, at some point. So we do have guests on that can come on and talk about topics, but we still approach it from the same methodology. We just want our guests and for us to just talk organically about the medium and be really authentic about these conversations. And sometimes we go into areas that are controversial and maybe aren't, aren't the best things for us to be talking about <laughs> if we want to further our own personal careers or something like that. Or, or, you know, we do kind of push the envelope on, on topics because we feel strongly that the, the medium needs to hear some of these things and needs to have a, a, a place where those things can be expressed. And we, we also get feedback from the, the listener community because we're live. And mm -hmm. so we can get that feedback, that direct feedback from Facebook and, and, and Twitter on the show and talk about the, you know, the corollaries that come out of those, those discussions. Um, but they're really about kind of like cutting edge areas of the podcast medium and what we see happening in the medium, what's wrong, what's working well, what's not, you know, the different mm -hmm. events that are going on, uh, who's leading what's and, and um, what's coming. From an audience perspective, what are, what are the topics they gravitate to most on your show? I think they're, they tend to be really the nuts and bolts of podcasting, which would be around topics re related to metrics and topics uh, about um, different podcasting events that are happening. And I think anything that's kind of like new, uh, so like a new platform. So like when, when Google podcasts um, started to launch, we had, the leader from that on to talk about what was happening because there is a need for um, the greater podcast community to be informed about um, things that are happening because sometimes the, there isn't very clear information out there about various platforms and what they're doing and how podcasters need to react to those things. So that's, that's really at its core. Mm -hmm. Is there uh, any equipment wise, is there any company or piece of tech that, um, 
that you find most useful right now for podcasters? Well, I think the podcasting space is really excited right, right now about the the Rode um, Caster. It's this mm-hmm. mixer that was just uh, just released uh, as as a pretty pretty um, terrific uh, kind of podcasting mixer type type device that actually allows you to bring in you know like Bluetooth connections from your phone into your mixer. Uh, it basically has, it's going to have multi-track, uh, recording capabilities. So there's a lot of people that like to record, um, and get their levels coming in from different sources and be able to, to balance them. Um, and then also it's great for, for storytellers too. So, uh, with your current company, VoxNest, uh, A, can you describe from a top level what the company does and what your role is and why you're excited about it? VoxNest is a parent company to Spreaker which has been around for about 11 years now and, and, um, block talk radio. And so those were two, two longstanding kind of podcast, uh, live streaming audio platforms that merged about a year, year and a half ago. Um, so that's where Voxness was born and Voxness is really kind of like a technology software company. I mean, we, we develop software for the podcasting space and, and, um, and there's, different products that we create from from client software to uh just hosting platforms for podcasting apps all that stuff it's a very strong kind of mobile platform uh so we're doing a lot of a lot of great stuff in the mobile side plus we're getting more involved in monetization too so we're we're heavily involved in the whole dynamic ad insertion and programmatic ad buying type of um stuff as well mm-hmm. so trying to trying to push the envelope on that uh, as well as offering great value to um, content creators that want to do live programs as well. So we make what's called a, a software program called Spreaker Studio for um, Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android that enables you to to stream an audio program live and fully produce it on your phone or on your desktop. Um, and then uh, the platform also has listening apps too. So we have uh, a robust set of listening apps on iOS and Android and off of Spreaker.com. But my particular role is the as the vice president of podcaster relations, uh, which has evolved from a couple of prior job roles that I had prior to this, which you know, I used to be the head of content and I used to be the head of partnerships. So so my my role is kind of munged into really being kind of like a spokesperson for the industry for the company and my my role is a little bit of an evangelist for the industry itself. So um, that's kind of what I do, like do shows like this, talking about <laughs> the podcasting space. So Absolutely. Well, uh, from from the dynamic ad insertion side, um, right. do, do you think, because there's a lot of talk about one, one of the things that appealed most was the voice of the host and right. having these ads really be baked into the show. Uh, right. Do you think that's still the way to go? But but in a dynamic ad insertion form, or is it just kind of throwing in ads? Like well, I think it depends. Yeah, I think it depends on what you want as a content creator. Um, I think these options are are there, and and if you want to use dynamic ad insertion, if you happen to have the kind of content that really caters to that, which is typically content that has um, long term listenership or viewership um, that that you can monetize over a period of time. Now, I think where the where the sweet spot of this 
of this is the combination of host reads combined with dynamic ad insertion. Um, now, granted, th there are platforms like ours, which are taking advantage of a lot of the um, advertisements that are being produced uh, for radio that are being repurposed into podcasts. Um, though a lot of that content, that advertising content is getting better. It's getting, it's sounding a lot more native to, to on-demand podcasting. So we're kind of seeing these worlds merge together. Now the baked in host read, uh, or live endorsement type, uh, advertising will still be strong in the podcasting medium. Uh, and, and a lot of shows will just prefer just to do that and have it baked in and that's what their advertisers want. And, and so it, it's really a spectrum now that we have in the medium where, where before I think it was really mostly just host read baked in advertisements. And that's why that's so large in the podcast medium because that's kind of where it started. Because if you go back to the early days of the podcasting medium, this was not a commercial medium. When it started, <laughs> shows that had advertising in them were kind of like, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. so so it was a medium that started out as kind of you know with some attitude it was like we're, we're going to stick it to the man we're, we're going to level the playing field on media we're going to we're going to get our voices out without having to be commercially you know tainted right that, yeah. that that was the early days of this medium but what we've we've evolved over the years because um as we all know now it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort takes resources to produce podcast content that's of high quality and somehow that needs to get paid for and people's time and effort and energy and investment needs to be thought about. And so that's why we've kind of evolved into moving more towards a commercial model and how it's becoming more accepted now to, to run advertising in your, in your podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are some of the best, like, let's say, let's say a person wanted to go to a podcast event. Um, what would be the best one to three for them to go this year to really immerse themselves and get the most bang for their buck, if you will? Yeah, I think that the the number one uh, podcast event is Podcast Movement, uh, which yeah. is going to be happening in, uh, in August um, down in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, so it's at podcastmovement.com. It's, it's, I would consider it to be the number one podcasting conference and expo uh, actually in the world right now. Um, so, so it's not a huge conference. It's, it's around 2000 people or so, but there are 2000 of the top people in the, in the podcast space that chose to go to the event. So, and then probably the second one would be probably the, the rain summit um, podcast mm -hmm. business event that's going on here in New York. Um, I believe it's next month. Um, so, or in March, I can't remember if it's March or February, but, but it, uh, if you go to rain summit you just do a Google mm -hmm. for rain summit and, and, and you'll find that I would say that that's probably another one of the key ones. And then one that just happened, uh, PodCon in, uh, yeah. in, in Seattle j just happened. And that was three to 4,000 people. It's pretty much a strong fan event. And then uh, the fourth one that I would mention, which is coming up here in uh, in March, in early March, down in Orlando as well, is PodFest Multimedia Expo. Mm -hmm. uh, if you wanted to go see this um, or check this out, just go to podfestexpo.com. And I would say those are the top four. Excellent. Well, my, my final question, what 
<laughs> what are some resources you can point to for people that do want to get started in podcasting and want to learn more about the industry aside from obviously your show, new media show? I would say I would just go listen to podcasts, um, go to Apple or Google or whatever, ever device that you're using and just, um, just immerse yourself in the content to get started. Uh, learn, learn about what's out there, learn about the, the medium from your own experience and <laughs> get your own kind of basis for what you enjoy in podcasting and what you think is good. And then start listening to some podcasts about podcasting from some of the leaders in the industry, you know, like a Dave Jackson or the school of podcasting or, or the new media show. Yeah. I also do another show called the speaker live show, which actually talks all about the podcasting um, side of things around how to do podcasts and kind of the psychological makeup of a podcaster and what they go through and, and the tips and tricks to, you know, to, to produce a really great podcast. So there's a bunch of resources out there that you can learn, but the big thing is you, you just, as a, as a beginning podcaster, you just need to understand what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Just know that it, it those goals are going to change as you get going in it. It's not going to be a fixed thing. Um, but you need to start somewhere and it's just trying to get a concept of what you're trying to accomplish and what your goals are and, and start coming up with some concepts around what your content might be and, and then go out and get a hosting account once you're ready to, to start producing some episodes. So that's, that's what I would recommend. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'll include all your social media handles and, and the links to your shows, of course, okay. in the show notes. Uh, any final words while you have a captive audience? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for podcasting, and I think you know, on a on a very positive note, um, it's a it's an up and coming medium that's that really hasn't reached its full stride yet. Um, and so, I think getting getting excited about it and, and putting some energy into it. I think it's worth it for any, anybody from a career perspective or from a business perspective. Um, it's done wonders for my life. Um, and I, I know so many other people that it's, it, it's been, uh, a very positive experience to, to get behind a microphone and start meeting people and building a community around your, your, your show and making connections with others and, and also be of help to your, your community as well, be a, be a resource to them. And I think what you'll find is that, that, that benefit will come back to you, um, in fivefold. So, so mm -hmm. that's, that's my recommendation is get excited about podcasting. If you like to get behind a mic and, and see what you can do with it. It's, it, it's a blank canvas for what you, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, Phil. Yep. Thank you. Hopefully that was as informative as it was inspirational. I know it certainly was for me and it was just great to catch up with Rob. So I can only imagine what you took away. In fact, I encourage you to write your thoughts and questions in the comment section so that way I can know more specifically, right? And maybe that way we can do a follow-up with Rob in the future. Furthermore, one of the biggest things you can do is to rate and comment, and also let your friends and family know about this series. If it helps you, then it might just help them. It's one of the greatest gifts you can do, and it's the easiest and simplest way for free that you can help grow this show. Now, if you have a little bit of extra income, 
and would like to support the show, you can certainly do so over at patreon.com slash philsweettech. Any contribution is truly appreciated, but only do it if it doesn't financially burden you in any sort of way. Also, if you're brand new to the series and you like what you just heard, well, I encourage you to subscribe, whether over on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other place that is essentially convenient to you. Links are provided below. To keep up to date with the show, you can follow me at Phil Svitek or my producer, Juliet Viber, over at, at Bonjour Juliet. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week with another one of my lessons. Bye.